0: Good morning, Uptown Baptist Church. Good morning. good morning. Good morning. Hey, you have to understand, this is my first time back in this worship center, the house of the Lord. I've been gone for two weeks, right? Two, one last, uh, two weeks ago, I was in Atlanta, Georgia. Last week, we were outside having a joint worship service at Warren Park. But it is good to be back in the house of the Lord. Amen? Amen. So, you're going to ex- have to gonna excuse me today because I'm going to be extra pumped up because I've been holding back for two weeks, and I am ready to worship. Amen? Amen. And I hope all of you are fired up, and I just can't wait for our dear uh, dear brother Mike and the team to pump us up and to give praise and worship of our God who is worthy of our praise. Hallelujah? Amen, amen. Let me pray and bless uh, and invite the worship team to come up. Father, Father, we thank you for you are a glorious, glorious God. And Father, thank you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, as our Savior, as our King, as our Lord, to die on the cross in order that we may have eternal life. So thank you for all that you do for us. Thank you, Jesus, how you are interceding on our behalf on the Father's side. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are with us here today to, to, to help us to give, you pra- to, help to give praise to our Heavenly Father and to lift up the name of Jesus Christ. So, Holy Spirit, fill this room and come with power that everyone that is, enters this room may experience the power of the Holy Spirit today. And so, Lord God, be blessed, be glorified, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Our God is good. And all the time.
1: Lord, you are, Lord, you you are good good and your mercy endureth forever. forever. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. People, people People from from every nation at come from from generation to to generation, generation we worship you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you for who you are. Lord, you are good. Lord, Lord, you are are good good and your mercy endure it forever. forever. Lord, you you are are good good and your mercy endure it forever. forever. People, people people from every nation and time, from generation to generation, generation. we worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We- Yes, you are, yes, you are, yes, you are. So So good, so good. Yes, you are, yes, you are, yes, you are. you are. Mm. You are good all the time, all the time. You are good, you are good all the time, all the time. You are good. All the time, all the time You are good You are good All the time, all the time You are good Yes, you are Lord, Lord you are, are good, good And your mercy do it forever Lord you are good yeah. Lord you are, you are good, good And your mercy endure it forever Lord, you Lord you are good Lord you are good And your mercy endureth forever Lord you are Lord you are good And your mercy endureth forever People People from every nation and tongue From generation to generation We worship you Hallelujah. Hallelujah. hallelujah, hallelujah, we worship you for who you might be a new one for some of us so let's just sing the chorus one time here it says show your power To the the darkness darkness created the light, He is Lord, who is like unto Him, never-ending. gospel, your gospel, gospel oh Lord, Lord, is the, the hope of our, our, nation. our nation. You are the Lord. It's the power is of God for our, our salvation. salvation. You, you are the Lord. We ask not for riches, but look to the, the cross. cross. You, you are the Lord. Lord. For our inheritance Give us the Lord. You are the Lord So, so your power Your gospel, oh Lord, your gospel, oh Lord, is the hope for our nation, you are the Lord. It's the power of God for our salvation, you are the Lord. We ask not for riches, but look to the cross, you are the Lord and for All our inheritance, inheritance give us the lost you, you are the lord
2: know this next song. What a good, beautiful name it is. Jesus his name. I get up in the morning and that song is always on my heart. Because his name is so beautiful. He is so 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 wonderful. What an awesome God we serve. If you don't feel his Holy Spirit now. Feel his Holy Spirit coming onto you right now. Let go and let God. Let him him just touch you this morning. Call out his name this morning. A beautiful name. Jesus. Jesus. Precious Jesus. He has done so much for us. And brought us a mighty, mighty long way. Let 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 your heart go now. Feel his spirit he's calling right now
1: yes let's just start with the chorus Clyde could you put the chorus up yes what a beautiful name it is what a beautiful name it is the name you are the Word. You are One the Word at the, the beginning.
2: beginning.
1: One, One with power. Compared to this, what a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. He didn't want heaven, He didn't want heaven without us. So, Jesus. You sin was great, Your love was greater, what could separate us now? What a wonderful name it is, what a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ my King. What a wonderful name. Nothing compares, compares to this What a wonderful name it is The name of, of Jesus, Jesus. What, what a wonderful name death. it is The, the name, name of Jesus Death, death, death could, could not hold you, you. The veil before you silence the pulse of sin. What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a powerful powerful name 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 it is, the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Death could not hold. Before you, you, you silence, silence the balls of sin and grey. The, the heavens are roaring, the praise, and praise of your glory, for you are raised to life again. You have no What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.
0: Show your power, Lord.
1: Every situation. Show your power today, Lord. Hallelujah.
3: Yes. I'm gonna read from John seventeen. It's a focus of our gathering last week. These are the words of Jesus. It says, After Jesus said this, he looked towards heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son that your son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people, that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. I've brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had before the world began. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for the words of this song. We thank you for the obedience, your obedience to the Father. The pain was great, but your love was greater. A joy set before you. Lord, we are that joy. We are those that, that you were sent for, that you died for. We just thank you. We thank you for making a way where there is no way where there was nothing to do where we were helpless to save ourselves lord we thank you for that 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 word that part of the mess song where it says the veil was torn Lord, that veil represented where the priest only the the priest could go once a year the holy of holies and lord that represented that separation between you and us lord the veil is torn that means that you and I us that are here today that know you can come to you anytime in your presence that we don't we don't need a priest to go before us that you have opened the doors to each one of us and you said come and so Lord I pray that we would know that and we would learn that and what that means and and Lord that we don't have to work we don't have to wait to church to come we can come every day anytime you're always there so we give you the glory and we praise your name in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Oh, thank you so much for leading us in worship this morning. It's all about Jesus, okay? It's all about him, and, and we want to keep that focus. Um, you guys can remain standing, and let's, uh, let's take a moment to greet one another in the Lord. Uh, do me a favor, just as I mentioned this, um, and I mentioned this just to help our ushers, but make sure you Keep your mask up above your nose. Appreciate that. But uh, let's wave one another. Make sure you greet the folks in the, in the gym there and, uh, as well. But we are so glad to be, as Pastor Nick brought up, back in the house of the Lord here. So glad to have a little cooler weather. So we're not sweating so much and so glad to have you all here. So welcome to our service this morning. And uh, I'm Pastor Mark Jones. I want to greet you and welcome you to Uptown Baptist Church. Uh, you go ahead and be seated. I want, to, I want to greet you and mention a couple of important things that are going on, and uh, first of all, welcome to the month of September, people. Okay, we're we have transitioning to September, to cooler weather. I'm thankful for that, guys. It was an incredible month of ministry that God allowed in our church. You guys are, see some photos that are up there. Um, you know, we had the baptism at the lake last Sunday. Uh, we topped everything off with with a, a, a gathering. It's called Shalom Northside, and we partnered with 12 other Northside churches, four different ministries, gathered together for an outdoor worship service. If you were there, give the Lord some praise because it was really, really, really awesome. I'm so thankful for those that were able to be there, for those who were able to watch online. Uh, I'll I'll try to get get you guys some pictures. I was too busy enjoying the service to be taking pictures. It was was amazing. Uh, Then they served us lunch afterwards. But, you know, here's what it is. Read John 17. Read John 17, because it talks about where Jesus said, I pray that they would be one as you and I are one. And what we we're trying to talk about, and what we we're trying to demonstrate is the oneness that we have in Christ, that it's not Uptown Baptist Church, it's not Park Community Church, it's the church at large, and that we need each other. Amen? And so that's what it was all about, and we came together together just to, to show that, and it, it blessed me in so many ways, because the diversity that was there, oh my goodness, we had, we had brothers that were from Devon Street that are reaching Muslims and Hindus for Christ, and, and they were just excited to be there with us, I mean, we had, we had all, you know, every color, every creed, we were all there praising Jesus, and we were all there witnessing to whoever was there, amen? And so we were just there just to bless the community. And pray for Park, because right now, I just mentioned this as a prayer need. That's where they're meeting. They have no place to meet when it, comes, when it gets cold. And so we need to pray for the churches. About a third of the churches in Chicago generally meet at CPS schools. And right now, those, that's not available. for them. So I mentioned that as a prayer need. But just want to praise God for that partnership we had. And we look forward to So many of you, when I talked, you said, when are we doing it again? <laughs> I said, it'll come, but it takes a lot to put that together. But just praise God for that. So thank you for that. I want to mention that. I want to mention if you're here, you're visiting today, yesterday, or even if you're a regular attendee, please fill out a welcome slip. If you change your address, your email, let us know uh, and stuff. And then let us know any praise reports, any prayer needs so that we can be praying for you. Uh, we have prayer pretty much every day, Tuesday through Friday. It's uh, from 7 to 8 p.m. And so uh, please fill this out. And, and then uh, get that back to us. You can drop it off at the deacon's uh, table back there, Mindy Cobb. If you can raise your hand, she's back there. And uh, you can meet her back there after in the service. Uh, take this out of your bulletin here. Uh, I want you to take this out right here. This is our, uh, our youth newsletter for the month of uh, August and September. And I want to highlight one, one, a couple things, a couple things that are going on. Uh, Josh, if you raise your hands and stuff. And then you, if you're a youth in our youth group, please raise your hands. If you're a youth around here, please raise your hands. They were there today. They were there. Some are out today. But anyway, all that to say is he's putting our youth to work, okay? The youth group is not focused on Joshua Yoke. The youth group is focused on our youth. And he's, he's showing them and giving them opportunities. So they, I, I encourage you to go to our ubcreal.org website and see the website that he had them put together they've done a great job and then I want really encourage you to read this newsletter and and I wish Naya and uh, Jay were here today couldn't be here today this morning but Naya wrote an article that that brought me to tears this morning because it's about grief and and many of us have gone through grief in this past year and a half and and we've been grieving together uh, yesterday, we, we celebrated, um, had a home going for Cynthia's mom, Doris, uh, Reed. Uh, but, you know, we have to grieve together. And grieve is a natural process. We have to grieve. Anybody that says you don't grieve, and, and she, she addresses that in this article. Because Naya lost her dad in April this year. And, and it's, it's, the thing I love about this article is it's real. But she also talks about that God's going to bring you through as well. And she recognizes what God's doing and bringing her closer to her grandparents in, in the midst of it. But, you know, it's a process. And so I really appreciated this article when I read it this morning. And, and I encourage you to read it and just encourage our youth. Pray for our youth. Uh, and, in, you know, also to be sensitive to those in our body that are grieving. Because, you know, as she mentions in the article, it's not just that day, okay? People think it's that day and then they move on, but you don't move on. And, and so she brings that to light. And, and so encourage her when you see her next time you see her. But I just want to make you aware of that. And so can you give a shout of praise for our youth and the youth ministry? We're just so excited about it and stuff and uh, looking forward. And I want you to know as well that we're planning on, on taking that show on the road as well. We got to go to 920 Lakeside this week with Josh. We got to meet with Carol. And uh, we're going to be having youth night with them very shortly on Friday nights. And, and our youth are going to be joining them and uh, ministering to the youth there. And so, you know, it's not just about here. It's about taking it and ministering to the youth that are out there as well that need, need Jesus. Amen. Um, also, for the ladies, I'm just giving you a heads up. You have plenty of time. But we're doing a simulcast uh, of this, of this, of uh, going beyond at the end of the month uh, on, on September 25th. And so you need to register for this. I need to talk to Mindy in the back. Mindy, raise your hand again. Plenty of time to do that. But we're actually going to be showing it here. And so I want to encourage you to come. I want to encourage you to be a part of that and, um, and also to invite others. And so that's a blessing. Uh, men, our men's group is starting again this coming Saturday. Not changing the date. This time. A lot been going on. But this Saturday from 9 to 12, we'll be gathering together and uh, continuing to do the work that's needed in, 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 uh, in our church. And so I just want to make you aware of that. And then last but not least, uh, show the photos of the backpacks. So... UBC, I just want to thank you. We gave out over 100 backpacks in our community. And that is really amazing. That is amazing. Um, I won't go too long because I want to get Pastor Nick up here, but there was a time when we did the backpack drive where all the backpacks were provided by Willow Creek. And that was a blessing, but that... that it dried up, and, and, and we said, you know what? We need to still keep doing this, and, and we slowly raised it up. First, it was 25. Then it was 50. Last year, it was 75, and this year, I gave you guys a goal of 75, and you met that goal, it, and we, Pastor Nick and I and Joshua, on Thursday and Friday, we went to bless the schools. We hadn't been in the schools since COVID. We got to go to Courtney Elementary School. We started out with Uplift down the street took them about 30 34 backpacks and and a lot of you blessed us with backpacks for 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 high school students which are cost significantly more we blessed them with 34 backpacks over there got to meet pastor uh, i'm sorry uh principal graham and 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 one of his leaders as well they were so thankful to have those backpacks but i want you to know they said we don't want it to stop with the backpacks we want a relationship with you guys because we need you in our schools we need you ministering to our youth you know we, we talked about the shootings a few weeks ago or the shooting a few weeks ago what they opened up to us is that some of our youth were involved in that we need mentors for these young men because they, they are literally making choices of life and death right now and they need someone that can talk sense to them so i mean we left you know and, and we were blessed pastor nick right we were blessed and then on friday we, we said Joshua's got to be a part of this, and he's off on Fridays. He came in, and so he went with us to Courtney Elementary School, and then he went with us to McCutcheon. And 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 the, the principal at the, at, at um, Courtney is born again believer, you know. She was she was fired up. She was fired up, and, and, and same thing. Said we 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 want you to pour into our kids because their kids in and in elementary school. You guys know we got to start early, right? Can't wait till high school. You got to pour them early. And so she was, she was excited, blessed them with, with backpacks as well. And then lastly, we went to McCutcheon. I told guys, we're going to McCutcheon, and this is kind of a drive-by because I didn't even get a time to call McCutcheon, you know? So it was a total surprise. And McCutcheon doesn't have a principal right now. We didn't know. I was wondering about that. That's why I was trying to look up principal. So they're without a principal. They had a vice principal. But get this, the vice principals. Vice principal born-again believer. And, 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 and she... She was in need of encouragement for that day. Because you've been struggling being a believer in that system. And, and, and she said, God brought you today. And we even, we prayed for her. Laid hands, prayed for her. I was outside, we were all praying, and, 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 and she was fired up. <laughs> she was fired up. Might even apply for principle. But anyway, we, those, that's just what God did that day. I came home, and I was, I was floating. I said, you know what? I experienced God. You talk about experiencing God's power. We experienced God's power. Amen? And then Joshua can, all, can tell you, so I'm sorry I've gone on. Sorry I started preaching, Pastor. <laughs> Got a little carried away. But uh, God, God is blessing. And so I just wanted to thank you and share with you how God is using what you did to bless others. And, uh, and just that's just going to continue. So anyway, all that to say, want to move on, want to pray for the offering. And then we're going to up Pastor Nick as he, he leads us in our next sermon series. And so uh, we put a, put a dent in that deficit. We need to, we're down we're down to about 5k on it at this point need to continue to labor away at it but but it was a good month for that and so let's continue to be faithful in our giving and uh, i want to ask you to bow our heads as we pray lord we thank you for your goodness we thank you lord that it is all about you jesus but we thank you that lord lord we're not just saved to sit still we're saved to be used by you and so thank you for the opportunities you gave us this past month and even starting in the month of september to be used by you and And, Lord, we want to reach people for you so that you might receive honor and glory, so that people might be in relationship to you. So use the backpacks. Use the different events that you bring together um, to to, to use us to be a blessing to our community that all may know you. Lord, we thank you for the offering uh, that we're about to see. Lord, pray for those that would go online and UBC Real and give online in that way. pray for those that would put it in the mail slot. Lord, that we put it on a a receptacle and a mail slot on the way out. But, Lord, thank you for your people that give and uh, as we depend on on their tithing and their giving so we continue to do the things that you called us to do. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praise because you are worthy. Make us one as you and the Father are one. And, uh, Lord, we look forward to this sermon series, Lord, from the book of Acts. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's welcome up Pastor Nick Kim as he brings the word today.
0: Thank you, Pastor Mark. I had to turn on the fan next to me because I'm fired up this morning. Amen? But I don't want the the fan to cool me down, but I know that the Holy Spirit will continue to fan that flame. You know, uh, three weeks ago we drove to Atlanta dropping off my daughter, Rachel. Uh, you know, it was a sad moment, but at the same time, it was an exciting moment because she's starting a new journey in her life, a new chapter. And thanks for your prayers. She's doing well. Uh, she's meeting good friends, and her roommate is a Christian and uh, from a f- Christian family. And check this out, just a, really a side note, how God works and how God orchestrates these things. You see, uh, the, her roommate, her parents, their prayer was that, that uh, the, uh, her daughter's, their daughter's roommate would be a Christian. And so they were praying for that, they were praying, and uh, they're from Naperville, and uh, before the school started, Rachel and um, her, they met for lunch, and they were talking, and she shared, she said, you know, my prayer and wish was that you would be a Christian, and Rachel kind of smiled, and she says, actually, I'm a PK, and then uh, the roommate replied and said, she laughed. She says, my parents are going to laugh and they're going to be really joyous. And uh, before the school actually started, to, G and, and uh, her mom, uh, they, their, uh, her mom, and they talked, and they really were thankful that, again, is from a Christian family. You see, this is how God works. Amen? God orchestrates this, and God works and plans out all the things for the people that loves him and that are devoted to him. But one thing that I've noticed is this, driving to Atlanta, Georgia, it's about a 12-hour drive. And there were, I think I believe, gee, correct me, if we stopped twice for we'll refill the gas because I tend to speed, all right? Shh, don't tell the uh, state trooper about this, all right? I'm about, averaging about 85, 90 miles, uh, and I'm getting there because I want to get there fast. But what happens, if you drive that fast, if you drive, the rule is if you drive Past 55, what happened? You burn more gas. You burn more gas. And as I burn more gas because I'm speeding, I have to stop more often. What? To refuel. And this is where my sermon, a sermon of old pastor mind, comes thinking. This is a perfect analogy. Because you know what? Some of you been in Uptown Baptist Church for a long time. Amen? And some of you have been burning a lot of gas. And as you are burning a lot of gas, some of you need to stop and refuel. And you need to get rekindle that fire, rekindle that passion. Because I suspect, you don't have to tell me this, but I suspect that some of you are burned out. Amen? Some of you, you're, you're, you need to stop at God's station and get refueled. You need to stop at God's station and say, God, you need to fill me up with your Holy Spirit. I know the Holy Spirit is there, but I need more power. I need more fire in me because, again, I was listening to a song this morning in the office. I was going to the memory lane, and I, I like this song that uh, from this one song in the past that I listened to you know, in the 80s, and it says, light the fire again. Light the fire again. And perhaps some of you need to pray that prayer. And you need to go on your knees and literally go on your knees and say, Lord, light the fire again. Light the fire again. What happened to the passion that I once had? What happened to that fire? What happened to the zeal that once I had? Lord, renew it. Restore the joy that once I was experiencing. Because lately I have no joy. Lately that fire has just kindled out. and. My calling, and the Lord who brought me here to this awesome, fabulous, glorious Up Down Baptist Church, amen, said, you need to fan that flame, brother. And I'm going to fan that flame. And I'm going to fan that flame. Amen. Come on, church. And that's what we're going to do. And that's why I'm so excited to start this series. As you know, I'm always excited, but I'm especially excited about experiencing God's power, because that power is available to us, as we're going to discover to uh, in our to, this morning's text. All we got to do is receive it. All you got to do is receive it, because that power is available. And that's what God is going to teach us this morning. So we're starting this brand new series called, uh, in the September, and it goes out to October. And it's called, really, Experiencing God's Power. And now, we're not going to go through all the book of Acts. We're not going to cover all the chapter because that's going to probably take about a year, the way that I'm preaching, all right? But I'm just picking out several texts, several chapters in the book of Acts to really highlight and to really relate to us as Uptown Baptist Church. I know that you all want this, but I want revival at Uptown Baptist Church, amen? I want revival. Brother Carl, you want revival? Revival. Brother Morris, you want revival? Amen, amen. And I know that everyone in this room wants revival. I want us as Uptown Baptist Church to have revival such loud and such passionate that it's going to be heard. Not only the community, but to the ends of the earth. Amen? Because we're not just called to exist, my brothers and sisters. Because we're called to be alive. And we're called to be fired up. You know that I've been away for two weeks in the house of the Lord. Yes, I preached yesterday at the funeral. Yes, I preached last week at the park. And prior to that, week, three weeks ago, I didn't preach. So this has been pumping up in my heart for three weeks, brothers and sisters. So you're going to bear with me. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let's pray and seek the Lord. Father, we thank you for you are the glorious God. Jesus, we thank you that you are the glorious king who died on the cross, that we may have life. Lord, we don't want to just simply talk about the gospel. We want to live the gospel. We don't want to be just a a, a church that simply just exists and say we we, we do this and we do that. No, we want to be a, a witness. We want to be a testimony that people will see who we are. And that we are disciples of Jesus Christ. So God, I pray that you would bless our church. And that we will receive your power. And as we receive your power, that we will go forth. And be the people that you have called us to be. To be the church that you have called us to be. Father, there are some people in this room that needs to be refueled. Re-energized. Some people in this room, then they need to be restored, the, the joy of salvation. And I just pray, Lord God, that you would speak to everyone this place this morning. Fire us up. Fresh wind, fresh fire. Let it come to UBC, Lord. We expect it and we anticipate it. And Lord God, I give you thanks ahead of time because I know you would do it as we expect it. Father, thank you. And now may the meditation of my heart and the words that are spoken through this servant may be pleasing to your sight. The book of Acts is about the spread of early Christianity and the power of the Holy Spirit working through different stages of the church. The birth of the church. Second stage is the infancy stage. And the third stage is the adulthood of the, ch- of the church. Some of you who've seen your children grow up, what happens? There are different stages, right? There is the, the birth. The, the, the mom gives birth to the child. And then the child goes through the infancy stage and development. And that now the child becomes an adulthood. And we need to release them. My child this year became an adult, 18 years old. The hospitals now tell me that she's an adult, so she has to call directly. No longer can you. She has grown up. And the question that I have to raise for UBC and our church is this. Have we grown up? What stage are we Are Are we still a birth stage? Are we still a baby Christians? Are we, or are we an adult? Have we matured in our faith? As Paul would say, remember what Paul would say, when I was a child, I thought like a child, but now I'm a man. And I think like a man. And so the question naturally arises, UBC, is that what stage are we in? Are we still crawling? Are we still wanting milk? Paul says, no, we need the meat. What stage are we? AND THAT'S THE QUESTION THAT YOU you NEED TO ASK YOURSELF PERSONALLY, WHAT STAGE AM I IN TERMS OF MY WALK IN FAITH AS A a FOLLOWER OF CHRIST? AM I STILL TAKING MILK VERSUS TAKING MEAT? DO I STILL THINK LIKE A CHILD OR DO I THINK LIKE A MATURE MAN OR a WOMAN? AND AS A CHURCH, WE NEED TO ASK THAT QUESTION. ARE WE STILL A BABY CHRISTIANS DOING BABY STUFF AS A CHURCH? OR HAVE WE GROWN AND BECOME MATURE? and we act like faithful men and women who are mature in Christ. Amen? The book of Acts is the perfect complement of the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, four Gospels. It complements that. In the Gospels, Jesus offers life. In the book of Acts, Jesus offers his power, you see? In the Gospels, we have Christianity begin. In the Acts, we see continual growth of the church. The Gospel tells us that Christ was crucified and risen. And Acts tells us that Christ ascended into heaven and was exalted. Do you see the difference between the Gospels and the book of Acts? There is a story of a man who was a deacon of his church. And everything that he did was right in his mind. Does that sound familiar? He says, I built my church, raised money, and served on the committees. But one thing my church never gave me was a relationship with Christ that would make my life exciting. This man got it all wrong. Are you with me? First of all, it is Christ who builds the church. Amen? Amen. Not anyone or any deacon or elder or a pastor. You know, in our denomination, we call it, there's a church planner. A couple. But really, the church planner, church planner is who? Is, is who is Christ himself. And God uses men and women to build this church. But this deacon thinks that he builds, he's the one who's building the church. And secondly, it is not the church that gives him the personal relationship with Christ. That is a mistake that a lot of people make. No, it is our own responsibility that we seek God, that we commune with God, and that we develop that loving intimate relationship with the church. I mean, with Jesus Christ. And the church comes and helps that person to grow and develop that relationship. It is not the church that gives the relationship for Christ. Amen? That's the mistake that most people make but it is up to the individual. And as that person grows and that develops that relationship, the church is there to, to partner and to, to have unity and to be in harmony and to be one in the family of God. Having a wrong view of who Christ is and the church made this man bitter. Did you hear the tone of his voice? The church never gave me a life that is exciting or worth living. It's not the church. Having the wrong view made this man bitter toward the church and life. Instead of having an exciting and vibrant and thriving life. Only Christ can give that. Today we have many people believe the church is irrelevant. The younger generation, and including the older generation, believe that the church is re- irrelevant. Sometimes when I talk to people, said I don't go to church anymore. I don't want to go back. It's not practical. It's not relevant for me. It has nothing to offer for me. Again, the person has a wrong view. People who believe that the church is irrelevant believe that they have the wrong view of the church. And when you have the wrong view of the church, ultimately you have the wrong view of Christ. And that's the problem of our world today. People have the wrong view. Therefore, I am thankful that we have the book of Acts that teaches us what it means to have a proper and healthy view of the church. And that's what God is going to teach us today and throughout this series. What a healthy church ought to look like its mission and purpose what is the mission of ubc what is the mission or what is the purpose of ubc what is the purpose and mission of your life is it to work 40 to 50 hours a week and you're exhausted at the end of the, w- end of the week, and you're tired, and, you're, and, and you just want to relax, and, and when your family said, let's do something, you said, I had 50, 60 hours a week, and I'm exhausted, I'm brain dead, I just want to be a couch potato and watch my sports. Is that what is life is all about? I believe, yes, we're called to work. I believe that we're faithfully to cur- called to work and work hard, but I believe there's a deeper calling in that. Amen? And so the question, again, I have to ask you, and beginning with me, is what is your mission? What is your purpose in life? What is it? Furthermore, what's the purpose and the mission of UBC? UBC? I believe with all my heart the world needs the church desperately. Do you? Amen? So this morning as we study the book of Acts, we will discover what's our purpose and mission as Uptown Baptist Church. Amen? Are you excited to learn about that? Amen? Some of you need some caffeine. (laughs) Come on now. Now, the author of Acts was written by Luke. You all know that. He was a physician. He, began, he begins this uh, book by, with the reference to the book that he already written, and that is what? The life of Christ, and we call it the Gospel of Luke. It's the third book of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. The Luke is, the audience is to the Gentiles, to to the Gentiles. Matthew, however, he was specifically wrote it to the Jews. So when you look at Matthew, it's it's not very detailed as Luke. Luke is very detailed because he's writing it to the uh, the Gentiles, whereas Matthew is writing it to, to the Jews, Jews who already knows all this history. So Matthew does not go in debt as like Luke does. But Luke is the one who wrote The book of Acts. And so it begins, notice in verses 1 and 2, Luke says this, In my former book, meaning what? The gospel of Luke. Theopolis, now, let me press the pause button there. Who's Theopolis? Why would he name, uh, write this book, and he says, Theopolis? But the interesting thing is that we don't really know who Theopolis is. Nothing specifically was written about him. But some scholar says possibly he was a Roman officer or high-ranking official in the Roman government. That's it. And so you're kind of, you know, touching your hair or scratching your head. It's why does Luke mention his name? I don't know. I'll be honest with you. And scholars don't know. And so we'll leave it at that. All right? But Luke says this, I wrote about that, all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was Taken up to the heaven, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostle he has chosen. Now I want you to underline the word "through." Luke mentions that through the Holy Spirit. Now put your put your finger on that, and we'll continue. Look at verse four. After his meaning, Jesus suffered suffering. Luke wanted to make it clear that to the audience that he's reading to, that Jesus suffered. He presented himself to them and gave them a convincing proof that what? He was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days. Do you know that? He appeared to the disciples 40 days. Why? Because he wanted to teach them about the kingdom of God. FOR 40 DAYS HE SPOKE ABOUT THE KINGDOM OF GOD. NOW, LUKE IS THE ONLY ONE OUT OF THE GOSPELS, HE'S THE ONLY ONE THAT TALKS ABOUT CHRIST'S POST-RESURRECTION AND THE MINISTRY FOR 40 DAYS, HE'S THE ONLY ONE. FOR THE PURPOSE OF WHAT? TEACHING HIS DISCIPLES ABOUT THE KINGDOM OF GOD, NOTHING ELSE. THAT WAS HIS FOCUS. Now, during his teaching moment to his disciples, Jesus gave a specific commandment or command to his disciples. He said, listen, disciples, this is what I want you to do. And you need to listen very carefully because all I'm going to say is once. And after I say this, I'm going to ascend back to heaven. So listen very carefully. Notice what he says in verses 4 and 5. On one occasion... While he was eating with them, now I want you to underline that word "eating," and the reason why I said underline that eating because in the Greek text you don't find that word. Rather, it says being assembled together. So the NIV, the New Testament New Testament version, translators. When they translated this from the Greek to the English, maybe they were hungry and thinking about lunch. And perhaps that's why they put this word eating in there. But just the FYI, in the Greek, you don't see that. said so perhaps there was an injustice to the uh, translation. Being assembled together... He gave them this command. And what is the command? He says, Do, He says, "Do not leave Jerusalem." Why? Catch this. this is important. But he says, "Wait. Wait for the what? The gift. And what is the gift that, the, uh, that Luke is talking about? He's going to make a reference to it later in the verse five, he says, "The gift is the Holy Spirit." He says, but wait for the gift, meaning the Holy Spirit, my Father promised to give you, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in few days you'll be what? Baptized with the Holy Spirit. Jesus is saying, when you are baptized with the Holy Spirit, hear me now, your lives will never be the same. You experience power versus powerlessness. Remember, these 11 men, they were scared to death after Jesus was crucified. And they hid in the attic or in the upper room. Because they were scared and for, frightened for their life. Because they themselves, they thought they were going to be captured. They themselves thought that they were going to be executed. So they, rightfully so, they were scared. They, were, they didn't have power, but they were powerlessness. So Jesus is teaching them through, Paul, uh, through Luke. He says, you experience power versus powerlessness. And you experience boldness versus timidity. Because these 11 men, they were timid. The Holy Spirit will change your lives. Your lives will be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And that is what Jesus was t- telling his disciples. Not yet, because you don't have the power yet. Not yet, because you're still not bold yet. Not yet, because you're still not cor- courageous yet. You need to wait. And this is a, a good uh, uh, a reminder for all of us that we have the power and we have the boldness because the Spirit of God is with us. And we need to be reminded of that. And I'll talk about that a little, further, a little later more. more later. But this time, the disciples were wondering, what kind of supernatural power is Jesus talking about here? Peter was probably thinking to himself, would I be able to walk through walls like Jesus did? Remember, if I take you back to the memory lane in John, remember when Jesus went to the disciples, he didn't knock on the door and he says, it is me, Jesus. He didn't say, open the door. But what, what, did he, what did he do? He says, he was kind of shoring off a little bit, right? He didn't say, let me in. He just walked right through the wall. And the disciples were like freaking out, like, what the, you know? He said, I am he, you know? He says, let me show you who I am. And so Peter, remembering that, he's like, would I be able to walk through walls like Jesus? Because remember, I also walked on water. I also walked on water until I took off my eyes to Jesus and I started to sink. And I cried like a baby to Jesus, save me, save me, Right? Would I be able to do that? Is that what supernatural power is? What would our responsibilities be? What would our duties be? The disciples would be given a mission with incredible power. But Jesus, looking into their eyes, and he says, but wait. But wait. Why? AND WE WILL DISCOVER THAT. JESUS SAYS, DON'T LEAVE JERUSALEM UNTIL WHAT? YOU RECEIVE THE POWER OF THE HOLY SPIRIT. YOU SEE. BECAUSE WITHOUT THE POWER OF THE HOLY SPIRIT, WE ALL WILL BE INEFFECTIVE. WITHOUT THE POWER OF THE HOLY SPIRIT, I CANNOT PREACH A SERMON. WITHOUT THE POWER OF THE HOLY SPIRIT, Mike and his praise team cannot lead us into worship. Now some of the disciples were probably thinking, Jesus, what are you talking about? We are ready. You fired us up. I am ready to go. Let's do this thing. Brothers and sisters, there will be times when God tells us, not yet. And he says, wait upon me. In the past, I planned out ministries, and I was all ready, and I was all fired up and ready to go. But at those times, there were moments when Jesus said, Nick, 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 not yet, not yet. And the reason why he says not yet is because you planned it out according to your own finite wisdom. You planned it out with your own strength or with your own understanding. But... Until you get it, until that it is not about you, but it's about the Holy Spirit empowering you to do the ministry, you are not ready to go forth or go yet. And that's what Jesus was reminding the disciples. You have not been filled with the Holy Spirit yet. And with your own finite thinking and with your own finite understanding, you can't do this thing. So wait. And as you begin to understand who am I and who are you, then you'll be ready. As soon as Jesus was done teaching them around the the Holy Spirit, the the disciple raised a question. Notice in verses 6 through 8, he says, Then he gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Now, if I was Jesus, I will be pretty impatient by now. And I will be, be frustrated. And I would say to the disciples, what? Don't you get it yet? You're thinking I came to just restore the kingdom of Israel? Just the nation of Israel? You got it all wrong. THAT JUST SHOWS HOW NARROW-MINDED YOU ARE AND UNWISE YOU ARE AND finite YOU ARE, YOU'RE ONLY THINKING ABOUT NATION OF ISRAEL. AND JESUS SAID, I CAME NOT TO SAVE ISRAEL ONLY, BUT I CAME TO SAVE ALL, ALL EARTH, AMEN? AND THAT'S THE PROBLEM WITH CHURCHES TODAY. WE ARE NARROW-MINDED AND WE ONLY THINK IN THE BOX AND WE ONLY THINK ABOUT OURSELVES, JUST LIKE THE DISCIPLES. Because if we're like disciples, we want to say, God, when are you going to restore the kingdom of UBC? Are you, are you hearing me? And Jesus said, no, 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 no. He don't get it. So you see the, 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 the limitness and the narrow-minded of these disciples, thinking only of nation of Israel. And this is how Jesus replies. He said, you know what? you got it all wrong and you don't understand what I'm about, so I'm not even going to go into the details. And that's why he says in the following verse, he says, but you will, but he says, you know what? He said in verse 7, it says to them, it's not for you to know the dates or the time or the dates that the Father has set by his own authority. And he says, let's move on. Jesus right here is basically saying, the Father will restore the kingdom Besides, you don't know what that means. So you don't have to worry about that now. Instead, listen to what Jesus says in verse 8. But this is what I want you to focus on. He says, but you will what? Receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on. You. Let me press the pause button here again. The Greek word for receive is lambeho, which means... Accepting what is available. Did you catch that? Accepting what's available. My dear brothers and sisters, what is available for you and I to receive is the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is there for us to take. The Holy Spirit is there for us to receive with power. The reason why you have no power in your life is because you have not received the power that is available to you. Amen? And that's what God is reminding us through Luke here. And he's reminding me too. Is that, listen, there is that power of the Holy Spirit available. And all you have to do is receive it, proclaim it, and take it because it's rightfully yours. Amen? And, but the problem with a lot of Christian men and women and the church is that they're not receiving it. And that is why there is no power in the life of the church. But be UBC, that's not the case for us. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen. Notice Luke says this in verse 7. He says, And you will be my witnesses. And you will be my witnesses. I'm sorry, verse 8. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and what? To the ends of the earth. These words were the final words of Jesus before he ascended to heaven. Did you know that? Verse 8 is the last words that he spoke to his disciples and that he ascended to heaven. So you better believe these words of verse 8 is very important. Because these were the last words of Jesus. And we will discover that more. Now verse 8 is the key. I read from 1 through 7 because it is the main highlight, main focus. Verse 8 is the key of the entire book of Acts. And here's the reason why it is the key of the entire book of Acts. Because this is what Jesus says. You, you will be My witnesses. You will be my witness. We are to be the witness for Jesus Christ, amen? In the book of Acts, this world is, excuse me, this word is repeated, you know how many times? 39 times. So that means it's pretty important, isn't it? You stress the importance of it, and you repeat yourself maybe three or four times because you want to stress how important it is. And you want to make your point clear? But it's not only said it three or four times. But it says what? 39 times. For example, in chapter 2, verse 32, in later chapter, Luke says this. God has raised this Jesus in life, to life. And he says, and we are all witnesses of it. Here it is. Our mission, please listen carefully. Our mission and purpose is this, to be His witness. That is the mission and the purpose of our church. That is the purpose and mission of your life and my life. And the question naturally arises, brothers and sisters, am I being a witness? Am I being an effective witness? OF JESUS CHRIST IN MY NEIGHBORHOOD, IN MY WORKPLACE, IN THE PLACES THAT I GO. THAT IS A QUESTION. NOW, HOW CAN WE BE EFFECTIVE WITNESS? BECAUSE THAT IS OUR MISSION. THAT IS OUR PURPOSE. HOW CAN WE EFFECTIVELY COMMUNICATE THE GOSPEL? IF I ASK, THIS IS A RHETORICAL QUESTION, IF I ASK ANY OF YOU, after the church service, explain the gospel to me. Because you need to explain the gospel. You need to have it in your mind. and how, Because Peter says what? Be prepared in season, out of season. When someone asks you in, in your neighborhood, in your, in your, in your apartment, or in, your, in the grocery store, or wherever you're at, and they said, explain the gospel to me. Can you explain the gospel? Can you articulate it in an effective way? LET ME COMMUNICATE TO YOU CLEARLY WHAT THE GOSPEL IS. AND THIS IS A REMINDER FOR ALL OF US. THE GOSPEL IS THIS. JESUS CHRIST IS GOD WHO WAS BORN AGAIN, EXCUSE ME, BORN THROUGH A VIRGIN BIRTH. HE DIED TO PAY FOR OUR SINS ON THE CROSS, WE CALL IT THE CROSS OF CHRIST ON THE CALVARY ON FRIDAY. AND WHAT? ON THE THIRD DAY HE RESURRECTED. AND AS IF HE WAS RESURRECTED, HE WAS EXALTED TO BE THE KING OF KINGS AND THE LORD OF LORDS. AND HE APPEARED TO HIS DISCIPLES FOR 40 DAYS. THAT IS THE GOSPEL. YOU DON'T NEED TO ADD TO IT. YOU DON'T NEED TO ADD FLAVOR TO IT. YOU DON'T NEED TO ADD SALSA TO IT. THEY ADD, it. They add SOME SPICE TO IT AS SOME OTHER PEOPLE DO NO, THIS IS CLEAR. THIS IS CLEAR. GOSPEL. Is sufficient. Nothing need to be added. This is the gospel, and this is what we need to communicate. We need to tell the people, no, to tell the, tell the people, that we are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, and our sins are forgiven. But to be a witness, as you and I know, is not easy. You and I know being a witness is very challenging in your workplace, in your neighborhood, wherever you're at, it is cha- very challenging. And be, to be a witness, it takes deep commitment from us. If we want to be effective witness for our Savior, we have to be willing. If the willingness is not there, it's not going to happen. And do whatever it takes for the gospel's sake. Remember what Paul says. I become all things to all men so that the people will come to saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Whatever it takes. And that's the kind of passion that Paul had. And to be an effective witness, there are three things that I want to point out and that we must have. First, we must have logos. And that's the Greek word. The word of God must be in us. If the word of God is not in us, how can we share the word of God? Second, we must have ethos. The inner reality of who we are. Meaning that we need to walk the talk. You may have the stuff in you. You may have the word in you. But if you don't walk the talk, then it is useless. useless. And people outside of the church will call us hypocrites. Hypocrites. That's what we talked about over and over again, Thursday and Friday. Well, we went to the schools, when we went to the, to, the, to the center, to the 920 Lakeside building, that's what we said. As UBC, we walk the talk. You tell us the need, and we go to the church and say, these are the needs of Lakeside, these are the needs of the schools. How can we be faithful witness to those areas? We need to walk the talk, Amen. Third, we must have pathos, which means, this is what I like, passion. Pathos. Passion. Do you and I have a passion for Jesus Christ? Do you and I have the fire of Jesus Christ? You know, this morning I I had to take a detour because on Lakeshore Drive, they had a -a bike-a-thon. And they blocked out the whole Lakeshore Drive. So I had to take Sheridan. And I see a bunch of bike bicycles out there, you know, you know, just bicycling and drinking their water and having fun. And why were they out there? Because they were passionate about bicycling. That's good. And that's the question that I have to ask all of you. What are you passionate about? What's your passion? I want you to think about that. What is your passion? But I want to challenge you this morning is to have pathos in us, and that is passion for Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And that the UBC will have a deep, firing passion. And that we as UBC will experience God's revival in our church. Amen? I don't know about you, but I want to cry out for revival in our church. Amen? Hallelujah. The command to be Christ's witness is for all Christians. It's not an option. It's not something that you said, okay, I'll take that, I'll take this. No. It's not something that you select. It's a mandate that God gives. Remember, that is the last words of Christ while he was on earth. To be witness. To be my witness. But some of you said, you know what, Pastor Nick, that doesn't apply to me. Because already I'm working 60, 70 hours a week, and I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. I have to work hard because I have to provide for my family. And that's, you, you have to do it. Yes, we're called to do that. But here it is. That's when you seek God. God. That's when you go to God in prayer and say, God, I'm working 60, 70 hours a week, and I'm exhausted. And you talk about me being a witness, and you talk about me being fired up, and you talk about me having passion. I don't even have an energy to have family time with my family. How can I do that? That's when you seek the Lord. And say, God, I need your help. I need your wisdom. I need your strength. I need your power. And the, God is said, the power is available to you. All you have to do is ask it. And you need wisdom, I'll give you wisdom. Because in the book of James, what does James say? You need wisdom, you lack it, ask it, and you shall receive it. The reason why you don't have wisdom, the reason why you don't have power, is because you're not asking. You know? He said, again, receive. And Jesus himself says what? Ask, and you shall receive. Right? Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and then you shall be open to you. So do you you think that Jesus is kind of giving you a a baloney stuff? No. God is Jesus is giving the truth. He said, seek me and you will find me. Knock at the door of the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of heaven, the door, the gates will be open to you. And ask whatever you need and you will receive it. So my point to your Question over in the course I don't have time. No, you need to ask God for it, and if you don't have passion for it, ask God for that passion. One of the student Buddhist students came and visit. I believe two. Uh, was it a week ago, Pastor Mark? Uh, and there were two students, and Pastor Mark and I were talking in my office. And one of the students saw the passion in me, and he just asked me, "How do I get that passion, Pastor Nick?" You know, I said, "Then you need to seek the Lord. You need to study the Word." And he give it to you? If you don't have it, ask the Lord for it. Seek the word. Seek the word. Ethos. Logos. Ethos. Pathos. Those are the things that we need to have. Christ's last words to us is, you will be my witnesses. The question is, how far are we to be a witness? Notice in verse 8, again, the key verse. You will be my witnesses in what? Jerusalem. In all Judea. Samaria, and the ends of the earth. The places that Jesus mentioned, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the earth, is very significant. And the reason why it is very significant is, he says, Jerusalem. They need Christ, because Jerusalem, that's where he was what? was crucified. That's why he says Jerusalem. You see it? Jerusalem. And next to Judea. Why Judea? It's because that's where they rejected him and disciples. You see that? Jerusalem, he was crucified. Judea, he was rejected. So he's telling the disciples, go to Jerusalem because they killed me there. Go to Judea because they rejected me there. Go to Samaria. Why? Because to the Jews, Samaritans are what? Half-breed. And they did not associate with Samaritans. Right? So you being a Jew, disciples, I don't want you to be like the rest of the Jews who disassociates with the Samaritans. You saw me, how I ministered to the Samaritan woman at the well, and I ministered to her, and she got all fired up, and she shared the gospel, and many believed because of the Samaritan woman said, I met the Messiah. You see that? That's how it works. She became his witness. You can't help but to be his witness if you met Jesus Christ. You can't help but to be a witness if he is your Lord and Savior. You can't help but to be his witness if you say your life has been transformed. Otherwise, as Jesus said, you're lying to yourself. Amen? Are you with me? That's why he says Jerusalem, Samaria, and Samaritan. And then lastly, he says the earth, ends of the earth. And the disciples are saying, wait a minute, Jesus. We need to minister to the Gentiles? Because that's what the earth means, right? And And Jesus is saying, yes. And you finally got it. Because I'm not only about the kingdom of Israel. I'm about the kingdom of the whole earth, saving everyone on earth. You see it? And that's who he's about. And because if we say that we're a follower of Jesus Christ, and if we say that we're his disciples, that's who we are. Amen? Amen, brothers? That's who we are. Aren't you glad that you came to church this morning? To hear that our purpose and our mission is to be his witness. Disciples obeyed. Disciples obeyed. And they preached. And what happened? In Jerusalem, where they crucified Jesus, how many people were saved in one day? little Bible quiz. Come on, church. 3,000. Just in one day. You see what obedience does to you? If we obey Christ that we're not going to have enough room to accommodate all the people that are going to be saved in that Uptown Baptist Church. Amen? Come on now. You can do better than that. If we obey to be the witness of Uptown community, if we obey to be, the, uh, uh, to be a witness wherever we go, wow, imagine how many people will be saved. Disciples were only 11 men. We have more than 11 men in this church, amen? And the question is, what are we doing? You know? I told you I was fired up. Now, loved ones, you and I, we must yearn for the gospel to go out to our community and to the ends of the earth. And if you don't have that desire and if you don't yearn for that, then you, we need to pray for it. Because our community needs it. The schools were telling, young men needs older men to mentor them. Because there's a lot of absence of fathers. Some of you experience the absence of fathers. Some of you experience the absence of authority. And that's why the young men and women are living the way they are because there was no a sense of authority watching over them. Some of you who are retired, some of you who have time, or some of you that need to make time to need to mentor these young men and women because they need it desperately. Amen? And UBC can provide for that. We are to pray for the people who are within our reach and missionaries over their seas. Do you know, as a church, we support seven missionaries overseas, plus two with International Mission Board. Brothers and sisters, we're called to be a mission church, amen? We're called to be a mission church, amen? Can I get a hallelujah? Amen. Jesus calls us to be passionate about it and have a sense of urgency because the lord is coming amen the lord is coming and we have to have a sense of urgency and we need to go out there and to be his witness and we cannot take anything into this world because job says i came naked into this world and i will go naked out into this world but you and i can take the people that we brought into the into the kingdom of heaven amen how many people are you going to take to the kingdom of heaven amen I want to take a lot of people to kingdom of heaven. So they call me, you're my brother. You're my brother and my sister. Can we sing that song, you know? That will please God. That will please God. Whether we are healthy or not, whether we are rich or not, whether we are honored, honored or not, our deepest desireship too, is to be follow God's mission in our lives and in our church. You may say again, I can't do that, because I'm not an extrovert like you, Pastor Nick, And, the, and to that, I'll say, you're right, you can't do that, but only God can do it. What is impossible for man, it is possible. What? For God. And he made you like that because he will receive the glory and honor. Not you, not me. Again, our eyes is ought to be Jesus. He says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. The Greek word for power is dumanas, And that's where the, the word we get dynamite. Right? So what it means through Manas in Greek is this. Power, strength, ability, efficiency, energy, powerful deeds, showing power, marvelous works. That's what you will receive if you will receive and ask Jesus Christ. And if you receive that kind of power, tell me that you can't do it. When the Holy Spirit comes, there will be power, and there's nothing that you can do. There were three men that I was discipling on Thursday nights. And I was discipling them because they lived in the city. And I was challenging them because I wanted them to be a witness for Jesus Christ. And I wanted them to have a, a birth a small group. were in the city that they would invite their colleagues now there were three uh professional young professionals one was a lawyer one was a a consultant and the other was a consultant as well they had people around them and I discipled them I said I want you to 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 know the gospel well and I want you to know the word of God well and I want you to start a small group and I want you to lead it and they said pastor Nick you could come and lead it we don't, have the, we don't have the ability. We don't have the strength. We, we're just finite. And I said, no, 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 no. Jesus Christ will give you his comforter. I mean, the ultimate comforter that he will say, and that he will give you the spirit of God. And then as you, experience, as you receive the spirit of God, you would have the power to lead it. To cut the long story short, they receive the Holy Spirit. And they were able to witness to young professionals. And eventually, that small group became 30 to 40 people in that small apartment. And out of that, birthed a church in the city. Amen? That's how God works. Amen? So don't tell me that you cannot do it. Amen? And I'll say, you're right, you cannot do it, but the Holy Spirit can. And that's what God wants to do—to be my witnesses. In verse nine, look, and I'm almost finished. After he said this, he was taken up what? Before their eyes, Jesus again ascended to the heaven, and a cloud hid from their sight. Jesus ascended. Notice in verse ten and eleven, looks as this: they were looking intently up into the sky as he was going. When, he saw, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them, men in Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? The same Jesus who had been taken from you into heaven, will what? Will come back. Will come back. And this is so important. Jesus Christ will come back. Do you have a neighbor that does not know Christ? Do you have a family member who does not know Christ? Do you have a co-worker, employer or employee who does not know Christ? What happens when Jesus comes back? Are you the only one who's going to be taken up to the heaven and you leave your co-worker, you leave your friend, you leave your family, you leave your neighborhood? behind, and you only go to the kingdom of heaven when Jesus will come back? Is that fair? Can I say this? Can I say this, church? I think that's being selfish. Are you with me? Amen? Is that what Uptown Baptist Church is about? No. Say it with thee. No. That's not who we are. We are to be his witness. In closing, Jesus gave us the mission, and it is very clear. And it is to be his witness, to be the salt and light of this world. And Jesus said, you need to be fired up for it. And you need to have a sense of urgency because he's coming back. That's who we are. As a church, that's our purpose and our mission. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you remind us why we exist as a church. Not simply to exist, but to be alive and to be a thriving, growing, passionate, fired up. A church that experienced your revival. Lord, we're crying out for revival at UBC. Give us the revival. Help us as a church to have a sense of mission and purpose. I pray for those who are tired and exhausted, that their tank is empty. I pray that my brothers and sisters will go to God's station and fill up with God's power. Renew the joy, renew the fire, renew the passion. And Jesus, we know that you can do that. So I pray that you would do your work. In the holy name of Christ we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. 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 There is power, power, wonder-working power In in the blood of the the Lamb There There is is power, power, power Just blood of Lamb, would you be free from, from your the burden of sin? There's power, power in the blood, blood. power in, in, the blood. in the blood. Would you, you, love you love even or evil overcome? There's wonderful there power in the blood. blood. There, there is, is power, blood. power, what wonder. wonder. Just blood of the Lamb. Would you be free from your passion? Would you be free from, free from, from your passion and pride? There's power in the blood. blood. Power, power, in, the blood. In, the blood. power in the blood. Come for a cleansing Calvary's to Calvary's tide. There's water for power in the blood. blood. There is power. There is there power. 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 One word. Service, would, would you, you do service, service for Jesus, Jesus, your King? There's power in the blood, power in, power in, the, blood. in the blood. Would, would you, you lift up His praises sing. to sing? There's, There's wonderful, wonderful power in the blood. The blood. There is power, power, power wonder-working wonder, power in the blood. blood. The land. There, there is, is power, power, wonder working in, the, land. Land. in, the, precious, in the precious blood of land blood of in the precious, in the precious blood of land in the precious, in, in the, the precious blood, blood of, land. of the land.
0: Thanks, Brother Mike, for leading that. Man, can we sing that again? That was fun. Mm. Can you do that? There is power, 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 wonder-working power in the the
1: blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Would you do service? Would you serve service for Jesus your the King? There's power in, in the power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you, you lift up his praises to your sing? There's us ponder Lord, for power in the blood. In the blood. There's In the precious blood of the Lamb. In the precious blood of the Lamb. In In the the precious precious blood blood of the Lamb.
2: Lamb.
0: Amen. I wish our service could continue on, Brother Mike. But I know you all got to go home. One last announcement is that you see uh, the bulletin, the flyer of uh, experiencing God's power. You know what to do. You have it. We have more on the back. If you want to pass it out, hand it out to your neighbor or your coworkers or whoever maybe you're standing in a grocery line and someone's behind you and you feel like that person needs to know the Lord and just turn around and say, hey, this is what our church is about and we're doing this. Hand it to them. Amen. So take the flyers and do that to be a witness. I pray and hope that we go out this week. Even afternoon, this afternoon, I believe God will give you an opportunity to be his witness. Amen? And that we obey. Amen? So having said that, let me uh, uh, close us out with a prayer. Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will, and may he, work in us what is pleasing unto him through our Lord Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God-